T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. W-E-E-I. This is W-E-E-I Late Night, streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. What do you think has changed over the last 17 games? I think health and awareness. I think us being aware of, quite frankly, you know, things we weren't doing right, like things we were, we were messing up on. Um, and I think health-wise, you know, having our core group, having our starting lineup for the majority of these last, you know, 17 or so games has made a world of difference. Yes, the second hour on 2-2-2-2. Two, 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 two. It's KJ on WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937. Text lines 37937. I invite you in the conversation as always. Um, that's Jason Tatum talking with J.J. Redick about, hey, look, over the last few weeks, things have become a lot more clear of what the team can do and what it has been able to do. I am concerned what the schedule looks like between now and the end of March. So 17 games, I think. So like when I said in the 17 games for the month of January, I thought they could go 14 and three and I ended up being wrong. They ended up going, I think it was 12 and five. So that gave them a nice run. They beat some good teams in there. Chicago, I remember they beat during that run. And then the hotness picked up again into February. But I think there's going to be some doses of reality over this next next month where, hey, you see Brooklyn twice. That Brooklyn team that you see on Thursday may be a lot more cohesive come you know, a week and a half later. So there are some games in there that, that says, mm, it could be pulling teeth, but... They do it correctly, and they could go ten and seven for the month, and and that's and that's how I I believe their tough their schedule is. I think I have a loss for them with Memphis, that second Brooklyn game, the Mavericks, a loss at the Warriors, Denver is going to be tough, Utah will be tough. I think they'll take care of Minnesota and the Raptors, and then on March thirtieth they have the Heat. So you're talking about seven games where, again, my my motto for this team has been compete in the games where you know it could go either way, but win the games that you know you should win. So Pistons, Pacers, Hawks, Hornets. That now I I mean I know I put the Hornets in there as a win, but you would think uh, let's see the the team that just won nine out of their last ten coming in out of the All Star break. 
against that Hornets team that's, you know, still trying to piece some things together. You know, you're going to be in a dogfight with the Mavericks, but at least that game's at home. The Memphis Grizzly game will be at home. You know, but even on your West Coast trip, two of your games against Sacramento and Oklahoma City. So, like, you don't have these super intensive West Coast runs. So it's going to be very important for this team to win the games that they're supposed to win. You got another crack at Detroit on Saturday. Like, you you need to avenge them like it's Kill Bill 1 and 2. Because the fan base is very demanding. And rightfully so, you know, a couple times like, wow, this team could do all... And it really goes back to like, hey, look, when this team was going to the Eastern Conference Finals, when Jalen was in his second year and Jason is a first year, and then they go again the next year, you know, and, and make these runs, you're thinking, wow, this team should do one of two things, be on everyone's radar and get free agents here. And those things haven't happened. So the fan base is going to little is going to be a little more tight in the chest with this team because last year was just was was just so tough to take. Here's Marcus Smart talking to JJ Reddick saying, "Look, he he knows what the fans are, are screaming about." Does it ever feel like, you know, if you guys don't get to that place that you, you're like pissing people off when it's really like it's really f-ing hard to get to the Eastern Conference Finals every year? Like it's not a thing that you can just do just because. Man, JJ, no, he's played here. He's played, he's played against us. He, he hears that crowd. It definitely is. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been here through it all. I've been here through Rondo. We got rid of Rondo, you know, brought in Jameer. Then Jameer's gone. Then Kyrie, Kyrie Kimba's gone. I've been here for it all. You know, those roster changes we've had, you know, it's just like, wow, each and every year, why not to expect to be, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals every year at least. That's, you know, the least we can do. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's rightfully so. You know, we've earned that, they've earned that, and we just got to go out there and embrace it and take it all in, and that's it. I kind of laugh a little bit when Reddick says, you know, he puts the little tough guy word in front of there. It'd be like a, a gutter journalism, if you will, gutter journalism. I mean, wasn't the whole thing about Reddick like he was always on playoff teams? Like, how hard could it be when you keep failing at it? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I you say it's really hard, but what what the fan base has seen here, it should be an expectation, and there's been problems building upon it. And those things have to be figured out. Teams started figuring some things out right before the All-Star break. Robert Williams is a very, very key component. Brad Stevens is very fortunate that he didn't have to give up a Marcus Smart or start dismantling this team because before the winning streak started, that was a real possibility. Now, I remember saying, like, look, when when Brad suggested those three games right before the trade deadline, Brad should probably ride out on that, that road trip with the team and just start watching energy on the plane. Who wants to be here? Who doesn't want to be here? <laughs> I got myself, I got three cell phones in my pocket. And what do you know? They were on a win streak and continued through it. I mean, coming up here in a few minutes, we'll get into NBA crypto and look at some of the NBA teams as they line up as really the, I don't want to call it the second half of the season, but the rest of the season picks up uh, tomorrow into Wednesday. And uh, you're going to really start seeing some teams pick up the heat. Um, No pun intended, because the heat are running away with the East a little bit right now. But it's going to get tight. You just heard me mention in the next 17 games, you know, the Celtics are going to fight to win 10. 
like to win 10 and that's and that's going to keep that's going to be pretty tough. You know, you would hope there was no regression and and you would see some more progression, you know, with Derek White, you, there'll be more integration. Uh Daniel Tice coming in and now giving exactly what you know is supposed to come off of the bench. I I think maybe the question is Hey, as we now get into the final leg of the season, what type of energy is Al Horford going to have? You'll, you might see plenty of it at the very beginning, but once you start getting into mid-March, early April, um, when things are really going to need to be depended on, it'll be pretty interesting. So I, I got a lot of hope for the Celtics. I think they can still make a run in the East. Um Odds makers now have them at a plus 2,500 odds to win the NBA championship. So I think what they see is, hey, if they get a New Jersey or if they get maybe even a Bulls team that that might freeze in the playoffs because you've got people who haven't seen or been there, uh, could get upset. And now the Celtics are looking at somebody who uh, wasn't expecting to see them in that spot. And, and it could be a very good matchup for them. So. 617-779-7937, the text line 37937. Still taking your comments, plus still to come. Uh, we'll do NBA crypto. But right now, Justin's got trending. Crash and Keith, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. According to Phil Perry of NBC Sports Boston, J.C. Jackson told him the Patriots have not been in touch with him about a new contract since the end of the season. Jackson added that he would be open to playing under the franchise tag if the Patriots decide to go that route. The Patriots will have until March 8th to apply the franchise tag if they so choose. And the MLB and MLBPA met again today in an effort to save baseball. The MLB has said if the new CBA deal is not done by February 28th, then opening day will be delayed. The two sides are scheduled to meet again tomorrow. This is day number 82 of the lockout. According to ESPN's Buster Only, there is, quote, a growing belief that Freddie Freeman will not return to the Braves. The Celtics signed forwards Malik Fitz and Keelan Martin to 10-day contracts today. Fitz spent time with the Jazz this season, and Martin has played in 27 games for the Pacers. These deals leave the Celtics with one open roster spot on the 15-man roster. And finally, Don Sweeney announced the Bruins have acquired their rights to defenseman Michael Callahan from the Arizona Coyotes in exchange for the Bruins' seventh-round pick in the 2024 NHL entry draft. The 22-year-old was born locally here right in Franklin before being drafted by Arizona in 2018. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Late Night with KJ coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. 
And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. WEEI Late Night. On Boston Sports Original. WEEI. Yeah, there's another two for you. Two of America's most wanted. Well, I've never been most wanted. It's KJ Late Night, WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937. Let's go to Sean in Idaho. Thank you so much for calling. Hello, JJ. Yeah, thank you so much for taking my call. On JJ this, was on uh, good times. Dyslex- dyslexic alphabet, KJ. KJ, buddy. I'm so sorry. I apologize no about that. Dino Mike, yeah, worry, go ahead. Man. <laughs> MLB, I was just going to uh, say, uh, with trending on WEEI with the updates, and props to you guys always for keeping everybody updated, I was just going to say, um, do you think this week that the MLB lockout will end? My no. opinion, real quickly, before, yeah, this is what I'm going to say to you, too. I can't see it ending this week, okay? I mean, they've met for hours. Everybody's jumping for joy and being all jovial on social media. But come on, people, be realistic. We've seen this whole thing go on where they meet and proposals fall through left and right. So, KJ, I can't say, can't see it happening. I mean, okay, they've met, you know, over, like, what, over three hours today, over four hours yesterday? It doesn't guarantee anything. Yeah, you know, it doesn't guarantee anything that the lockout is going to come to an end. I mean, I would love for baseball to happen, but I'm still, you know, I'm still just kind of being realistic that we may not still have the season this year. Because, again, you've got the greedy billionaire owners fighting with the greedy millionaire players. Now, That's I, you a know way what? to look but, at it. So. No, here's another way to look at it. If, if, if you made a billion dollars and had to pay out $270 million in taxes... Yeah. Wouldn't you be telling your friends like, mm-hmm. "Oh my God, I pay out two hundred seventy million in taxes"? So no one ever talks about how much taxes billionaires pay out. So I kind of side, I kind of side, side with the owners because there's this perpetual thing going on below the surface. Like, why do we have to carry so many minor leaguers? If you're the Baltimore Orioles, why would you be paying any minor leaguers a bunch of money overall when your team is losing hundred and five games a year? Like, mm-hmm. like well, if, uh, if they then, can't if they can't make the team, then maybe I need to look at a new complete way of doing a farm system. Like I have thirty five guys underneath the major league team. I, well, I want to consolidate. KJ, you know this is a good point. I got to ask you too. Is um, do you think MLB is following in the footsteps of the National Hockey League? We know what happened in 04 and 05. We lost an entire season. We know forty eight games was played in 94, 95, 48 and twelve, thirteen. The NBA, we lost 32 games because of the lockout, and they played 50 games for 98-99. And then in 11 and 12, we lost 16 games. But do you think MLB is almost basically going to follow on the footsteps of the National Hockey League if this lockout continues? No. Sean, thanks for the call. I, I don't think so, and here's why. Baseball is too strong and has too rich of a history that's spread across the country. So in the song, we won't play it again tonight, when the song Contraction Works, Shout out to extreme uh, Boston legends and, and, and just absolutely dominated everybody's prom my senior year with that song. Um, that 
you know, Milwaukee got the Brewers because the Braves moved to Atlanta. So you have a lot of teams in the league that were kind of paybacks for relocation that happened earlier in the history of baseball. So uh, who was another team that, that did the same thing? Um, even the situation with the, okay, the A's, right? The A's leave Kansas City. They end up giving Kansas City the Royals. So when the A's went to Oakland, they had come from Kansas City, and previously before that, Philadelphia. My grandma told me about the Philadelphia teams many, many years ago. I'm totally kidding. But so a lot of these teams that seem to be kind of sucking a bit of the life out of the vibrancy of baseball are a lot of teams that were issued teams after teams had left their cities at a, at a previous time. So I think baseball will get played. I think it would be more like the 82 year where you'll get half a season. Uh, some serious things will have to be addressed about the revenue sharing uh, in terms of teams because, I mean, obviously owners don't want to turn on owners. But at the same time, um, you know, players with the guaranteed contracts, I think about – I remember the one that Carlos Beltran got from the Mets. It was like it's like 119 million guaranteed. Like if you gave a player 119 guaranteed, I don't care if your career is over. Dude, you're doing some work at my house. I've got a construction company that you can you can head up and answer phone calls and you know do commercials for. If I gave you 120 million guaranteed and you go to another team, yeah, some of that stuff does have to change. It has to change. And I think also when it comes to uh, how the game is uh, digested, um, it's different everywhere across the country. You know, the passion levels wane, right? The love for, I mean, they make Red Sox movies, right? When was the last time you seen a Toronto Blue Jays movie? So uh, it, it's, it's not in the same situation that hockey is because hockey is really held up by Canada. You know, Canada can always just annex it, you know, but Major League Baseball, I think they really have to look at, you know, what is what's going on with the compensation and the return that doesn't necessarily come. You know, like I think last night I was talking about like how the Texas Rangers like had like a they had like a, they had like a 370 winning percentage last year and their payroll is almost tripling from last year. <laughs> That's a lot of beer to sell. All right, text line 37937. Justin, what do we got here? From the 978, what is the ceiling for this Celtics team? Hmm. I would be okay if they made it to the Eastern Conference semis because it would be an improvement of last year. I think once you start getting into the Bucks, maybe the Heat, even the 76ers over a seven-game period. Now you're talking about like, okay, maybe they're the fourth team in the final four. So if they get to the semis uh, in the Eastern Conference, I think that would be a really good ceiling for right now and still having you know money on the books for next year to address where you could say, hey, okay, we know that with this team here, we can get to the Eastern Conference semis on a reset. How do we take it one step further? So I would say the Eastern Conference semifinals would be the ceiling this year. All right, what else you got? Uh, this one from the 508 just coming in. They were just saying the 81 season, not the 82. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. If I remembered exactly, you know, here I'm, I'm trying to remember something 40 years ago. <laughs> sorry. I, I, you know, I just know that Tony Armas was the home run leader that year. Again, it all runs together. But, you know, hey, you pick your nose with your middle finger, your ring finger. They're all close together. One more. And this one from the 413, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster or Calvin Ridley? I would go Calvin Ridley just because he is still 1A material. Juju Smith-Schuster has had a little shine in that regard, but I don't know if he's still a 1A guy where with Ridley, we're talking about a guy who didn't take hits last year, really. So if this guy's come back ready and refreshed to play, he steps right back into that 1A. So I would prefer Ridley over uh, Juju Smith-Schuster if if the Patriots had to pick one. All right, Justin, are we ready to do NBA crypto? Bang, Stu, gonna be in the moon. One dollar. Thank you, Lewis. Bang, Stu, gonna be in the moon. One dollar. Thank you, Lewis. One dollar. Gonna be in the moon. Oh, you're selling, Mortimer. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. All right, the NBA... Rest of the season, not second half, the rest of the season kicks off tomorrow. The Heat lead the East uh, going into the break. A winning streak. They've lost. They've won six of their last ten. So there's been a bit of a wobble, and they're now tied at the top of the Eastern Conference. I don't know if they can hold out the way they've been showing out here recently. There's a good chance that some of these teams, with some of the changes they've made behind them, so... I'm not going to buy the Heat finishing as the number one in the Eastern Conference. I'm selling. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. For some weird reason, I think this season is the year of the bull. And I'll tell you why. They've had injuries, and they've recovered. DeMar DeRozan, I think, is a legit candidate for MVP. I think he's at plus 2,200. That's something I put $10 down on because... With the Bulls being tied for first and all these teams making moves, they won five straight going into the break, seven of their last ten. They've got to work on winning games on the road. They're only 15 and 13. So if they slip on the road, then I'll be be glad to say that I, they're not going to be there You know, at, at the top of the heap at, at the end. But I, I can't see why they won't be the number one seed. So I'm buying the Bulls as the number one seed in the East. So knowing they would flip-flop with the Heat, the Sixers at the three seed are sitting in a great position. They're 19-10 and 10 on the road, 16-13 and 13 at home. That's just really kind of weird, but I think the kind of the ghost of Ben Simmons may be in the building or, you know, playing with a, a fire hose in the hallway. Potential situation happening like that's out of their hair. Where I have a concern is... Will James Harden and Joel Embiid both be able to feed off of each other knowing they need their they need the ball in their hand to make things happen. So I'm going to buy I'm going I'm sorry. I'm going to sell for just a little bit that the 76ers are the number 3 team. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. Because at the number four seed, they're tied with the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, the Cavaliers. Even though they've lost two going into the break, 
They're 18 and 9 at home, 17 and 14 on the road. And sitting at number four, they've got size, they've got backcourt play, and they got leadership in Kevin Love. And they just added Karis Levert. Once they start getting going, ooh, look out for Cleveland. They may be in the top three. I'm buying Cleveland to still be this high. (laughs) Now, here's a bit of an enigma, but they're at four, and they're also tied with the 76ers and the Cavaliers by percentage points, technically. The Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champs. 16 and 13 on the road, and six out of their last 10 have they won. If Serge Ibaka starts to kick in, and Giannis, who who just virtually becomes, who's still unstoppable. You know, the big question mark now is literally Chris Middleton. If this guy can go lights out and can do damage the rest of the season, Milwaukee becomes the most dangerous team in the league. If you get pedestrian Chris Middleton, which you've seen at times, I they're, they're ripe for an upset. I'm going to sell the Bucks, getting higher than five. Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! Because at six, your Boston Celtics, four and a half out of the Eastern Conference division lead, won nine of their last ten. Here's something interesting. As hot as they've been, they're only 14 and 15 on the road. So when they take their show on the road, they have to show within these next 10 to 15 games that they're road ready. If they can get an upset against Golden State in Golden State, that's going to raise some eyes. So, literally, you have a team that's very strong at home, 20-11, and but still has room for improvement on the road. If they can turn things around on the road, I'm buying the Celtics to jump possibly as high as five. (laughs) That sounds crazy. That's crazier than Valentine and and, and your boy beating the, the Dukes. At seven, the Raptors, they've won eight of their last ten. They're making moves. I just, it's just, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a team that just, you know, you don't know. They're 16 and 13 at home. They're 16 and 12 at home. It's like one dog goes this way, the other dog goes that way. Like Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, like pick a dog. And when you're sitting at ten, seven, I, I think they're sitting in a dangerous spot because they would be the top seed in the play-in tournament. I'm selling the Raptors surviving that seven spot. Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! Look, we need to have a conversation about the New Jersey, I mean, the the Brooklyn Nets. They've won two of their last 10. 18 and 13 on the road. Kyrie, 13 and 50 at home. No, Kyrie. How will Ben Simmons shake out? He's got to do it quickly because... It will be advantageous for the Nets to get out of the playoff spot, so possibly as high as six and maybe see a fall. I don't know where, maybe with the Raptors, but I can see them getting out of the eight hole and into the seven spot to kind of protect them, but I still believe they'll be stuck in the play-in game. So I'm buying the Nets being in the play-in tournament. (laughs) Now here's the team you don't want to see in the play-in tournament, but they have to turn things around immediately. Charlotte Hornets, they're 29 and 31. They're in the ninth spot. They've won one of their last 10 and have lost three in a row. Play 500 ball at home, 15 and 17 on the road. So you're like, well, wait a minute. If there's a team sitting in 8 9, you would understand them having a losing record on the road, but they need to be stronger at home. 
So if they can get a little bit stronger at home and get themselves some momentum, they would be the team, if I was the Nets or the Raptors, I would not want to play in that 8-9 game. So I'm buying the Hornets, sticking around and turning some things in that 9 spot. The Hawks at 10. Wow, what a story from last year. Eastern Conference Finals now hanging on for a play-in spot. Look, they're just a pedestrian team. They're horrible on the road. They're above you know, above 500 at home. But what home games are they really going to have if they get into the playoffs? As a 10 seed, maybe if they get to play the Raptors, yeah, they'll be okay in that series, but they're not getting past the Nets or the Hornets. So I'm selling the Hawks making any noise in the play-in series. Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! The Wizards are on the outside looking in at 11. I could see them flop with the Hawks. If they do, I'm still selling the Wizards making any noise in the play-in tournament. Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! Can I have a little chance to dance on the grave of the Knicks? <laughs> you remember when they were 4-1 and one and everybody like, Knicks basketball, baby! But what was it? Uh, what was it? Bing bong, bing bong. Well, since going four and one, the Knicks have gone twenty-four and thirty-three. <laughs> They're thirteen games out of the conference lead. They're fourteen and twelve, twenty-two at home, fourteen and twenty-two in the conference. Losing record at home, losing record on the road. They've won two out of their last ten games. Yeah, who feels bad for the Knicks? Sell them. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. All right, the Pacers, the Pistons, the Magic, uh, we shouldn't even have them in the conversation. You know, bing bong, bing bong, and for them, that's ping pong, ping pong balls. All right, we'll do the Western Conference quickly before we go to break. The Suns are in the lead. They've won seven in a row. They've won nine of ten, but hold the presses. Chris Paul will be out for four to eight weeks with damage to his hand. So does Devin Booker step up? They have pieces in place. I know... uh, Payne was hurt for a little bit, so him and Edford Payton may have to handle some of the point guard duties. So you may lose a little luster there, but if Devin Booker can step things up, I mean, they've got a a six-and-a-half lead on the second-place team, so I don't see it being that disastrous for them. They're just so far ahead of everybody in the West. I'm buying the Suns at number one. (laughs) Pretty self-explanatory. The Warriors are at number two in the West. Uh, only 16 and 11 on the road. So they are vulnerable. They've lost two in a row going into the break. Uh, we'll just see how things are. Still waiting for James Wiseman to come back. Damon Green has, uh, uh, Damon, Draymond Green has been injured for a while and, and, and things. They're just trying to piece things together. They need to be careful because the Grizzlies are sitting right behind them at three. So I'm selling the Warriors to stay in that two spot. Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! The Memphis Grizzlies are the story in the Western Conference. They're only a game and a half behind the Warriors, 20 and 10 at home. They're better on the road. They've won eight of their last 10. John Morant, I believe, will be first team all NBA. Forget most improved player. This guy has the Grizzlies pumping, they've got size. They've got experience like a Steven Adams who could come in and give you 18 minutes and like 40 fantasy points. So I'm buying the Grizzlies to possibly be the number two seed in the West. Ah! (laughs) 
Then you start to have a drop off. The Jazz at four. I'll buy them at four. <laughs> the Dallas Mavericks. Winners of their seven of their last ten, but only fifteen and thirteen on the road. So it'll be interesting to see how that Mavericks team prov- plays against the Celtics when they come to Boston uh, here in a couple of weeks. That will be a telltale game. But I'm going to sell the Mavericks at five. Turn those machines back on. Turn those machines back on. I think the Nuggets just have a stronger case. The Joker has just absolutely carried that team on their back. They won three in a row, getting into the. Uh, going into the break, they have a better record on the road than they do at home. So expect things as the season goes on and they play a mile high up. I'm buying the, the Nuggets to, to possibly jump to five. <laughs> now this part is fascinating and I'm going to group them all together because these are the play-in teams. At seven, the Timberwolves, the Clippers at eight, the Lakers at nine, the Trailblazers at ten. If the Lakers and Clippers have to eliminate each other and the T-Wolves eliminate the Blazers, I believe the Timberwolves will beat the Lakers. So can I get a sell the Lakers? (laughs) Turn those machines back on! Turn those machines back on! And that's NBA crypto, so spend wisely. Justin, can you believe the Lakers are 9-18 and on the road? Can you believe they're the nine seed? And did you see LeBron's comments over the weekend at All-Star Weekend? Oh, well, man, I know. he's checked out. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, when you... How can I best put this? When, when you start to get this habit of, I can just recruit whoever I want to come play with me. This is not NBA 2K, right? Where it just says, hey, this person has a rating of this, and this person has a rating of that, and you're just going to dominate people. If people don't know their roles, and that's clearly the case with the Lakers, no one knows their role. And at the trade deadline, there was so much money on their books. They're so top-heavy that you can't move anybody. We can, who's going to take Russell Westbrook's contract for 40 mil? Houston? So you send John Wall? At least he's fresh. Well, that's the thing. isn't Le- like It seems like LeBron's mad that they didn't trade Russell Westbrook but to there's Houston nowhere, for John Wall. There's nowhere you can send him. You think Houston's going to take back a guy that they just got rid of? Like, Houston is kind of like, we are, we are no longer under that hardened and Westbrook money. And that's the irony in it. it. It's like LeBron wanted Russell Westbrook in L.A. He gets him, and now he wants him out by All-Star Weekend. I think think what what happened with LeBron over the years is he's kind of hit jackpots with all this, but I've always said that when he went to Miami, he initially went to Miami because Dwayne Wade wanted him, not so much that he felt that he could turn Miami around. That was still Wade's team. And so where him building up this super team of just, you know, sticking people on a team, it really started with Dwayne Wade getting him there. And Chris Bosh was a very important part of everything that happened. He kind of gets forgetting in the, forgotten in the sauce. And then when LeBron went to Cleveland, it was like pulling teeth. But Kyrie will sit there and tell you, you know he won it because of me. So and there's it's, people upset that Kyrie's not on the top 75 list of the NBA. Oh, the, the the league has been splattered with too many great point guards. There'll be more point guards that, I mean, I could probably think of at least five that I would put before Kyrie. J- I mean, just in the history of the game, and I'm just talking about just in terms of what I've seen since uh, probably about, I want to say probably the first series I remember as a kid where people were screaming and watching the television would be the Celtics Suns series. That's a long time ago, Justin. 
But you know, but hey, if I don't remember that the the lockout was in eighty one for baseball and not eighty two, you know, I mean, like, what are we two days apart for being right and wrong? You know, but you know, it's uh, you know, I think when it comes to the whole thing of why, like, why really is just saying, well, I've seen Kyrie play, but I really don't know the history of the game, and I think some people on social media need to check themselves with that. Like you, you know, you haven't been able to see the process of the game. You know, there are people, you couldn't fathom that at one time NBA games were put on tape delay like you would watch NBA finals on a Saturday afternoon. Could you imagine that? No, not in today's world. Right. You couldn't imagine that the NBA almost had to shut its doors. That was literally where the NBA was at one time. Like, you used to see games that were played at 8 p.m. replayed after the 11 o'clock news. Like, played, that's how you found out, like, they... The sportscast would tell, turn your head if you don't want to see the score because the game's coming up. We're going to be running the game after the sh- after the news. So, yeah, so the NBA's come a long way. Kyrie is not a top 75 when you're talking about point guards. All right, we wrap this up here late night. W-E-E-I with KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. W-E-E-I late night. On W-E-E-I. Boston's sports original. I'm under the belief that Aaron Rodgers is here to stay. Well, you, you agree? No, I, I don't think Rodgers is going back to Green Bay. He, it's like the guy don't even talk to his own family because <laughs> they crossed him, right? Right, right? So we know he holds a grudge. And he's had issues with Green Bay, it seems like, ever since they drafted Jordan Love. I just don't feel like this. I think he's done with the Packers. But, but in the social media posts, he is thanking everybody. He goes out of his way mm-hmm. to thank everybody in the quarterback room. That includes, of course, Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like, hey, thanks for the, the, the smiles that you thanks put on. Thanks for the love. Yeah, that you put, thanks for the love, love that you put on my face during a time where I felt like, because we know it's the Kudakes guy, whatever his name is, he has some issue with He's not going anywhere. So I think it's more of those like, yo, I'm, I'm out of here, and I want Green Bay to realize there's nothing they can do to keep me. You better figure out. How you get me out of here and trade Ah, uh, Wiggy on the Greg Hill Show. Start your day Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. with the crew. Like, I, I got to give it to Wiggy. You know, he's had, a, he's had a life event that everybody still talks about, which, of course, is uh, the tuck, uh, tuck rule game and just how important he was to the game. But I, here's the other thing that I think sometimes people forget about Wiggy's kind of brilliance is – he knows the emotions that players have about management. So when he talks about Aaron Rodgers in that regard, saying like, no, you went and drafted and got this guy over here and everything, like he knows what it's like when, you know, teammates are going to go get sips of water from the hose because I think that's, I think Wiggy still played in that era where they were, you know, drinking from the water hose. <laughs> well, you know, they had to change that. They're like, okay, you got to give these guys electrolytes. But just the the water talk, right? Just the, the the hose talk that would be amongst players, and he could tap into that. That's that's the hidden genius that as as a performer I see is that Wiggy knows that he has seen things that none of us here at the station have seen for the most part. Wiggy also you. confirmed that they give out orange slices at the Super Bowl at halftime. See, that's the, the isn't that funny? Because that's like what they do with like soccer games. But you know, but but little things like that that may come off as well. I know why people say what they say, and that's because well, Wiggy played in the NFL and they didn't. But I mean, but at the same time though, it's to have that type of insight, and then you know, and say because I'm the firm belief too that Aaron Rodgers, 
is not returning. I think his thing is kind of like, how can I give you every hint and every uh, idea that I don't want to be here without violating my contract, you know, going out in public and talking to another team? Because I think Aaron Rodgers is probably like, if he could say it out loud, he would think, probably say something like, hey, I think Ryan Tannehill would be a great guy for Green Bay. His game translates well with Matt LaFleur and what he wants to do. Like, if they could say those things, it would be a nice way of saying that, you know, I think you know, people say Aaron Rodgers going to Denver and stuff like that. I, I think that's just people talking. But I think Wiggy is one of those type of people who knows where, where people want to start having their personalities match their demands, you know. I, I got to give it to him. I got to give it to Wiggy. It's just, look, it's a perspective that, you know, may make you say, hon, and you're in your feelings. And that's okay. You're in your feelings because you have the right to be in your feelings. But remember, Tom Brady threw the ball to him. <laughs> Tuck rule game doesn't happen. I think the course of history with the Patriots change. Wiggy is that guy. You know who Wiggy is? He's the guy on the boat with George Washington as they're crossing the Delaware. He's not George Washington, but he sure is on the damn boat in the picture. For those of you who don't know that this week is President's Week that celebrates Washington. Maybe next week I'll have a Lincoln reference, but there'll be no President's Week next week. That's not happening anymore. Greg Hill Show, 6 to 10, Monday through Friday. Look, Wiggy's always going to give you some type of gem in the middle of all the craziness. Trust me, I know. Oh, man, some of the results from the Olympics in terms of viewership are out. Now, check this out. When NBC did the deal in 2014 for the American media rights for the Olympics to 2032, 18 years, they paid $7.7 billion. So here we are, what, eight years into the deal, and the numbers are going down 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 this is kind of how bad it was a lot of american athletes just didn't perform well it just you know that tends to happen in the olympic games right like it's going to be very hard to go up against the swiss skier coming down alpine mountains all the time like since they were two and you get to practice in breckenridge every couple of weeks you know and and because of covid travel restrictions and so forth but like the most successful was the freestyle skier Elaine Gu, and she competed for China, and she's American. So it's like, wow. Like, <laughs> I know NBC's got to be like, oh, gosh, you're talking about, like, oh, what, what's happening here? It gets worse. When it came to viewership, an average of 12.2 million people watched the Olympics in prime time on NBC. On the network. Good God. Down 42% from the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea. Look, here's what you need to do. Stop having the Olympics in places where people in America are asleep and you're asking us to wake up to watch uh, curling. Uh, Look, when you negotiate that deal, they they say the NBC is not trying to get out of the deal. But look, London will take it. You know, Cairo will take it. Anything you start going west of those caucus, east of those caucus mountains, no, too late. No one will be up to see it. Do it in Brazil again. We need help. Have a great night. Thank you so much for listening to WEEI Late Night. Uh, KJ Carson at Twitter. 
Greg Hill Show, 6 a.m. tomorrow. See ya. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.